Hello and welcome to Krakow Stories Podcast, bringing you stories about life in Krakow from the people who live in Krakow. Our guest today, indeed our very first guest on Krakow Stories, is Juan Sarabia, who's going to tell us all about Krakow music and the Krakow music scene, and of course share with us his own Krakow story. Hello Juan, welcome. Can you please introduce yourself? Of course. Thanks, David, for the invitation. My name is Juan, Juan Sarabia. I'm originally from Mexico, and I've been living in Krakow for almost 20 years. I first came here in January 2004. It was just when Krakow was awarded the title of European Capital of Culture. And I remember very distinctly, still in my head, that scene of walking in and on the, to, towards the main square. It was foggy. And then the fog revealing this huge sculptures of Igor Mitorai. I was very, very impressive. And they did something to me. I'm sure a lot of people that arrived now, they have, they have the same experience, even though the physiognomy of the city has changed a lot in the last 15, 20 years, I'm pretty sure that people still walk into the main square or, you know, walk out the tunnel into Plante and they see something that they probably haven't seen anywhere else. Can you tell us a little bit about you, what you did before your, your Krakow story start? Okay. Well, my, my Krakow story, it was more of an accident. I met, I met a girl. I met a Polish girl back in Mexico. Familiar? So that, that, the story, the Krakow story started back in Mexico. And she was the reason I came here, although not the reason I, I ended up staying. We, we were together for a while. She brought me here to, to meet her family and friends. I had already plans to, to live somewhere else in Europe, which, which I did. And that distance basically broke. We, it ended the relationship. But Krakow stayed in my mind all the time. And I was living somewhere else here in Europe. And at some point I just decided, okay, no, I have to try, I have to try that. I have to go back to that place and see what it is. Luckily, at the time I was looking for something else to do in terms of studies. I had finished industrial engineer back in Mexico. I had a, a very strong inclination to the humanities and the arts. So I was looking for something else to do. The Jagiellonian University at the time had an offer of a, of a program in the humanities and social sciences called Euroculture. And I enrolled in that. And that was basically my first, let's say, anchor, both anchor and catapult, let's say, here in, in, in Krakow. This is about the time that I first had the pleasure of meeting you, because I remember that when you were working for the university with your culture, I was at that time doing the Krakow Post, and we were in touch. Our stories started there. Exactly, exactly. This uh, this program gave gave me a lot. First of all, it, it just opened a different, it opened a completely different door for me. A door that I, uh, and a pathway that I am very happy to be in, and yes, at the end of the stu- of studies, I was able to to engage with the program as well and worked as a as a coordinator. And that was also the beginning of what I do now. Actually, the university at the time had a and the programs in particular had a, a strong need to to market itself and to promote itself. So this is something that I started doing as part of my job. I started teaching myself how to do a, a website, how to revamp a website, how to design, how to do a bit of graphic design. You know, I acquire a few skills, and later on, when I when I left the university and the program, I opened a company uh, to basically service uh, academic programs with marketing and communication needs. So that's that's my my company at the, at at the moment. It's called Paracademic. So this is marketing support, technical support for academic... For academic projects. projects. 
So anything exactly anything connected to academia or education, we can tackle on anything that requires online marketing, any other that requires some sort of visual communication, copywriting. We do everything from web design and graphic design to videography, photography, uh, social media management. Right now, also live streamings and all of the little things that the pandemic taught us how to do. So I was I was working for the university for for about six or seven years, and then I started my own the the company. I'm still working with that. Later on, I got involved as well with. Through the company, I got involved with other universities, mainly the Agricultural University, Universidad Rolniche. And together with them, I started a few a few projects. One of them was a bar. It's called Club Buddha. And we took off that bar because the university has a wing or a Yetnoska unit that focuses on brewing and malting. So I was doing all of the all of the website, the graphic design and the promotion for everything that concerned the brewing and mal- malting. Yeah unit in the university that he offered PhD programs, engineering programs, masters, commercial courses, conferences, etc. We created this umbrella organization called the Krakow School of Brewing. And the Krakow School of Brewing, under Krakow School of Brewing, you will find all of these educational offers. And I'm still involved with them. So this is still ongoing? Yes. They can still sign up for this course? It's mainly uh, a course for people who, who want to become brewers or home brewers who want to make the step to professional uh, a profession in brewing, yeah. but also for um, students of food technology, biochemis- biochemistry, and similar, similar fields. It is now independent from the university, and it caters one particular program inside the university, which is a, a postgraduate program for brewers. It also organizes uh, a biannual conference, and and now there's going to be a new symposium called Brewing Ideas, which has been the slogan of the Krakow School of Brewing for a while. The the way that we started, okay, just coming back and rolling back, why, how did Club Buddha, how this bar came to be? Yeah. It's because within all of these activities, it was impossible that we did, we didn't brew our own beer. So the network that we had allowed us to collaborate with microbreweries in Krakow, mainly two of them, uh, uh, Brobar Kashimius was one of them, and they helped us brew a, f- a few a few beers, three or four beers, which became part of a brand called Brobar Universitetski, so the university brewery. And we did that more for of a marketing stunt rather than, we, we didn't pretend to go commercial or anything, but we did it as a marketing stunt. Club Buddha, used to be the place belongs to the university so we asked them if we could actually use it as a selling point so that started we opened the bar we started selling our beer and also other beers but little by little we started getting our clients and our clients started asking about that little stage that we have there and they didn't ask me more than three times and i started figuring out how to organize a concert and how to put up a music program so I, I reached out to a few friends who are musicians and have been involved in the music scene. When was this again? What? This was uh, 2019. So after listening to their advice, I we got some equipment backlined for, for the stage. We, we bought a, a drum kit, we bought some amps, and we started having we started booking bands there. So it slowly but steadily took, took a life of its own in, in music. And we started building up a name for, for ourselves and our reputation. But this was one year before the pandemic, so we we had to, we had to 
well, like everyone else, we had to face we had to face the music then, and uh, the music stopped. It was a short, it was a short lived, but very intense, shortly, but inten- intensely lived moment. That music club really, really gave me a sense of potential and the possibilities. And also, I just discovered a new, a completely new field that I, that I didn't know I was I could be good at and I could develop. So, so I plunged heads in and I completely plunged into it. And I, I'm, I'm very passionate about music. I've always. Uh, I grew up listening to all kinds of music, and now suddenly in Krakow, I had the chance to to become involved with what's going on with live music. The progression then has been from your studies to the brewery, the school of brewing, mm-hmm. to finding a place to serve the beer, mm-hmm. and people saying this would make a great venue, and this is the spark that ignited the next phase. Exactly, and the last part. I'd say the last or the current the current activity that it, we kind of added to is is Krakow Music, KrakowMusic.com. We started Krakow Music. Club Buddha started Krakow Music to create a support network to put up a music program when the doors when doors reopen. We launched the project and the website in the middle of the pandemic around March 2020, and in the course of three months about 70, 60 to 70 bands and musicians registered. This meant that all of this database and all of this information kind of fell in our lap in a very short period of time. So the project, we start, we needed to figure out what to do with it and what to offer and stop being a little bit selfish in a way. Right? We started it because we wanted to have a music program, but then we realized, okay, there's more people out there like us facing the same problems. Let's Let's do something together. For the club and to give you a head start when the pandemic ended became a much wider crack of music. Exactly. And I ended up putting the first company on marketing and communication to the service of this. So we basically became a, a marketing agency encrusted in the crack of music, in the local music scene. We still get a lot of questions if we are a booking agency and we get a lot of bands asking us to book gigs, concerts from, for them. Not only local bands, but also touring bands, international bands. We started doing it because the activity also put put us in touch with a lot of venue managers and music program managers. So we were able to do that. But it is not our main our main focus. Providing a service, exactly. And it's 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 something that we do parallel. But it has it has helped us build a brand as well. One of our first collaborations was with the museum, with Museum Narodowe, with the National Museum. In September 2020, just walking around Krakow, we noticed that they had a stage behind the Hotel Krakowia. They had an outdoor stage on a big outdoor area. And we noticed that they didn't have a, a program. Well, they had a, a very small program that was lacking the music component. So we knocked at their door and proposed something. And we did a barter with them that gave them a full month of a, of a music program. So every weekend. And in exchange of that, we got, we got a venue to do our own concerts. And that venue was the Sukinitsen. So we ended up having two concerts in Sukinitsen at the end of 2021 of a duo that Krakow Music, in a, in a way, took under its wing. I wouldn't like to say that it's more of a symbiotic relationship rather than us taking them under the wing. They're very talented musicians, Ethan Smith, a saxophonist, and Grzegorz Kosowski, a guitar player. Their music is very, very unique. And this duo is called Oniric Dunes. You can still find some of their music 
and photos of those co those collaborations in our on our website. We're looking forward to actually organizing the ne their next concert. We realize that their music in particular is perfect for those kinds of settings. So we're looking to, to collaborate with other museums and with other cultural institutions to to have them to put more dates on the calendar. But anyway, so yeah, all of, all of it became kind of merged together between the the Krakow School of Brewing, Krakow Music, and Pad Academic. They kind of all collaborate in a way. It might seem that there are different, completely different fields, brewing, music, and academia, but in reality, my activity is the same. It's marketing and communication, and I do the same thing for all of those. And luckily, they complement each other from time to time. So it works. It works. Krakow Music, you've explained how it came to be, and it's part of the music scene in Krakow. Can you describe the music scene in Krakow? It's a very it's a very broad question. How to describe the Krakow music? For example, is it growing, is it improving, is it stagnant? Well, it's definitely not stagnant. To say it's in decline, I don't think I wouldn't be that pessimistic. There's a little bit of everything for everyone. You have everything that you can expect a, a music scene to have. You have big arenas and auditoriums and concert halls to music clubs and bars that put up a live music program, to cafes and restaurants that, if you allow me the phrase, instrumentalize music. They use music in order to attract clientele, but then sometimes they discover that there's something, it's, it's an element that they would like to keep. So you have everything, everything every, from the big fish to the smaller, you have everything in the crack music scene. And you have a very strong network of, of local musicians that collaborate in many different ways and in many different capacities. I would even use the word not in a negative context. I, I would say it's very incestuous yeah. in the sense that you have, you have a project that arises from, a, from an open mic or from a, from a jam session, which are the base of any music scene, and they have to be there. And Krakow locally has has two of them and has two people, two driving forces behind that is one of them is Monika Kaminska, who's doing the open mic in, in Strefa. She's been doing it for, I think, over 10 years. Not only in Strefa, she has moved venues. She was with us in Club Buddha for a short period of time. Kwatka was another one before that. And there is Cafe Schaffe, which is run by a singer-songwriter, Karol Hodek. Apart from that, you have jam sessions, very famous jam sessions that take place, for instance, in Harry's Keno Jazz Park. You have once in a month a Wednesday blues jam session, but you also have funk jam sessions, and those are essential, essential for young musicians to start gaining skills, stage presence, skills, building up an audience, getting to know, getting get the feels of being on, on stage. I would say, in general, the Krakow music scene is very rich. There are always things to improve. The city itself has has a very supportive, has a lot of support mechanisms for them as well. I think what is done from the grounds up, I think where there's those to meet, that's exactly where Krakow is. It's a good, it's a very good balance. I personally, I love live music. I think Krakow's got a great music scene. I remember in the old days, Estelle uh, Magnolia, the mm -hmm. previous version, the Harris Piano Bar. Me, Krakow was known for its jazz clubs, mm -hmm. the club of Alkenia. Exactly. It's probably not fair to ask this, but do you have a favorite venue? For certain kinds of concerts, yes, I think I, I could name at least four favorite venues. One of them will be Alhemia, I just mentioned. Another one will be Club Re. They have a great program of touring bands, actually. End of Mikolaiska. 
at the end, actually it's a shisha. Yeah. Well, it's a shisha. A very distinctive uh, beer garden as well. And, but their music program is very, very tight. And they collaborate with another agency, a booking agency called Front Road Heroes. And they put together this festival called the Green Sioux Festival, uh, which has also been, been in Krakow for, I think, over 15 years. Their music program is very, very good. So Alhemia Club Rem, Strefa on Tomasha Street. It's a family-run music club, which is also behind the Ethno Krakow Festival. Słowinski family, Joanna Słowinska, Jan Słowinski. They're very, very active and very supportive of everything that happens in Krakow. So. And for other musicians, you mentioned that they're about the incestuous and what I, my observations on the music scene here in Krakow is it seems to be a lot of cooperation, collaboration rather than competition. If people are looking to get started, uh, I often read in social media, people who are me in town, they're either looking for partners for a band or just want to get into and discover the Krakow music scene. Where would they go to start? I mean, obviously, I hope you're going to say Krakow music. Where else would they be able to, to get what they're looking for? I think as musicians, as new musicians, people who are coming here and want to get started in the music scene, the first thing to do is hit up those jam sessions and and open mics. Of course, Krakow Music is there. We are a channel, we are a platform where people can browse and look what's going on. It will hopefully will point them in the right direction. We can also give them a word of advice if they just message us, if they, if they contact us directly. But I think, yeah, just, just showing up to all of these jam sessions and and open mics and small concerts, you start meeting musicians and you start meeting organizers and you start meeting interesting people who are with similar interests and you will start getting, learning the ropes, let's say, of, uh, of the music scene. It's not very difficult. And when I said that it's incestuous, I actually meant that a collaboration starts, yes, in a, in a jam session or in an open mic and then it turns out it becomes a small project uh, of perhaps a cover band that in, in a few months or in a year's time, they start doing their own original songs. But the bass player is also playing with another band. And then down the road, after a few months, they ended up forming another project. Then that, in that way, they kind of intertwined. So I can give you, I can give you an example. We had a concert about two weeks ago, a farewell concert of a Costa Rican guitarist, Jose Gonzalez. He mainly played in two cover bands, The Jam Machine and The Rocky Fellas. Those two bands gave birth to Mystic Fleet, Lou, Imbir, and perhaps I'm, I'm missing someone here, but these are musicians that all started in these jamming bands, cover bands, that now have their own projects. And they're very talented musicians that just found, found their, their vein right? and, and, and their affinities with other musicians. What bands should people look out for? What, what's, who's up and coming? Who would you recommend? Up and coming should definitely catch the next I think I can give you, or establish, I think up and coming jazz band, I will mention Neon Faces. It's a four piece of a South African saxophonist, Ethan Smith, and three Polish uh, bass player, percussionist, and a guitar player, a very talented guitar player, Moishe Stvoshidwo. He also plays in another band, so if, we're, if we stay in the jazz or experimental jazz, Ninja Episcopat, that will be another one. If we move to a bit of rock up and coming, I think pop rock, one of the latest bands that is, is making it out there is Cheap Tobacco, with, uh, led by Natalia Kwiatkowska, a very, very charming girl, a lot of, lots of personality, 
they just ended a tour that to promote their their latest album. I think up and coming, very talented musician Mystic Fleet is definitely Mystic Fleet is definitely a band to follow. They are a jamming band at, at, at heart, uh, but they've also putting out their singles now and their own music. The Black Tie Trio, a very good blues classic blues trio led by Polish Brazilian guitarist Luis de Oliveira also with Ethan Smith, but not in the saxophone, but in bass. And Wojtek Svitalski, a very talented drummer who also plays and collaborates with a number of projects at different levels. Yeah, I think I think the world music, Ablaye Baji, Senegalese Kora player, based in Krakow, Vasim Ibrahim, Syrian composer. He has he has two two bands, Nasme, and another duo with Tomas Sanchez, Mexican percussionist. So yeah, where it, Krakow has its good share of, of world world music bands and musicians. If you, if you we, ah, there's a lot of, I mean, we, it was March, so we had women in music. There's a new band, rock, progressive rock, UMA, U-M-M-A, that is also making a lot of noise. Can you tell me for Krakow music, how can the community help or do you have a an appeal or something that you you would like to share with the listeners, a call to action, if you will. I think the only appeal would be if you if you're really into music, look elsewhere. Don't just look to the main program of music that it's out there, which the offer that the arenas and the big concert halls give you, but look a bit closer. Go to go to channels like Track of Music, but also many other many other groups and many other websites that are out there and look for those bands that are starting, there's a lot of talent. That's a lot of talent. And if you live here in Krakow and you are passionate about music, you might not even know that three blocks away from your flat, there's a very talented jazz band playing this weekend. Just look closer, look a bit harder. That's that's what Krakow music is there for as well. So that's hopefully that will that will be a compass as well for some. Great. Well, I'd like to say that I think it's incredible what you've done to support and bring together Krakow music. There's obviously been a need for it when you've created it out of the pandemic for your own venue at the time and then you saw the reaction and how it's grown and how I'm sure it's going to continue to grow. Thank you for sharing the story of Krakow music. If I may, can I go back and ask you a little bit, probably go through some questions which about your Krakow story, about Krakow and first impressions, because what I find is you know, the reason that we're sharing these podcasts is to help share information and make life easier and better for people who live here. Not just the people who are really arrived, but people who have been here for some time. A, a few questions about your first impressions of Krakow. When you first arrived here, what was your biggest surprise, your biggest pleasant surprise about Krakow? I didn't need Polish at all. I remember 20, even 20 years ago, I could, especially with young people, people my age, I was able to communicate even in, in Spanish. I was approached and I started speaking in English and I got an answer back in Spanish because they assumed that I am from Latin America or that I spent. So that was one of my, my biggest surprises. And by now, many of us know that Polish people are very good with languages mainly because their language is pretty hard. So they got the chops to learn new languages pretty fast. That was one of my biggest surprises. I remember walking down Planta and then and meeting the people and having a conversation in Spanish or in French. I mean, there's a lot of uh, internationals who've been here for a very long time and they don't still don't speak Polish. And they, to be honest, they don't need it. 
it's, it's become so international. It's a small town, but at the same time, it has that cosmopolitan. It's a bit strange. The counter to that, what was your biggest disappointment? I hate to be negative, but in this thing, they might be important for people to know when they're coming here. A disappointment. Oh, wow. My biggest disappointment in general, or my biggest disappointment at that time at O'Reilly? I'll, I'll give you an example. My list of what I love about Krakow is extremely long. But when people ask me what I don't like about Krakow, there's a short list that's about three things. It's the smog, it's the graffiti, it's the driving and the traffic. Oh, yeah, I think I will agree with you with, with the traffic and driving as well. I don't know if this is just a factoid or someone, like, I think someone told me that Krakow is one of the cities with the highest number of accidents, road accidents. I know Poland it features highly in the European league table, if you like, but I wouldn't be surprised. It certainly is one of the things that irritates me. Okay, one thing that nobody told you about Krakow before you came here that you wish you knew. Well, I had an insider's view because I, I met this girl from Krakow, but when I got here 20 years ago and I, I've never been, I've never been the kind of person that looks back and with, with nostalgia. Yes, I miss my country, I miss my friends and family, but I've never had that. So weather for me is not a problem. It's never been an issue. And it's one of the first things that Polish people ask me, what are you, what are you doing here? Uh, you're from Mexico. Why did you move to Poland where we have these long winters? Well, Actually, I, I love long winters and I love the fact that you can see the change in, in, in the seasons. We've come from different ends here. You're from Mexico. I'm Scottish, as people probably guess with accent. In Scotland, we don't have seasons. We have four different shades of grey. Here in Krakow, one of the things that I love is you have defined seasons. Maybe perhaps one thing just to come back and answer your question, the lack of sun. It's not, a, it's not that it's a problem for me. And I don't know if it will have a, an impact in my decision to move here or not. I don't think so. But then I, I saw it and it was something that I, that was very new for me. Having the sun rising very early in the morning and then suddenly at 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, in the early afternoon, it's already dark. The short days. It's very interesting. It's not something negative. At least for me, it's not negative. A lot of people say, oh yeah, the lack of sun. Well, you know, I think I have enough sun inside me to go around... <laughs> My mother, every time she comes and visit and, and it's winter or it's close to winter, she's still very amazing. But then on the other hand, you have summer days, right? Where you have, it's 8.30 at night or 9 even. It's bright and it's great. Talking about the city, do you have a favorite place which you're going to go to place? I have a few, few favorite places. And more than favorite, these are places that just have become part of my circuit. And, and I kind of built my own microcosmos, you know, around them. One of them be a small cafe bar in the city center, right in the right smack in the old town on Stolarska Street. It's Pierce Lokal na Stolarska. It's my favorite name for a bar. I know. Because the name for it is the direction. Is the direction says Pierce Lokal. Be a, a, the first bar on the left in Stolarska, around the corner. Exactly. Try, I always try to say it in Polish and I ne I always fail. It has a different name. My wife and other of my old trickling friends call it, I've just called my wife old. My longer term religions call it after a priest. Yeah, that's our place to go for a nightcap on the way home. But I think the owner, the owner actually used to be in uh, the Dominicans, and he stepped out of the the seminar to to, to open a bar. And, well, I, th I think that was not the order. I think he fell in love there, and then there was and something happened. Yeah, it's a great place. So 
And one of the things that I, I really like about that place, and I think this applies for to, to many to many other places, is that it has built its identity. The identity of the place is the identity of the people that go there. It's never an it's not an imposing place. It's not like you walk into a Starbucks and then it's all Starbucks. It's world Starbucks around you. No, here in in, in a place like that, and this is something very particular of Krakow cafes, the culture, the coffee culture, the cafe cultures in Krakow. You step in, and and the people that are there are the ones that bring the the atmosphere and that's very that's particularly true for this place on Stilarska. you have an at, a certain vibe and atmosphere in the morning it's very relaxed people coming and, and having a, a shot of, of caffeine before going to work then in the mid-morning you have some business meetings and people sitting down talking work planning or just procrastinating what better place to do that than Krakow and then it starts changing you know as, as it gets later the vibe changes, the lights come down, and it becomes more of a bar. It stops being just like a cafe and it becomes more of a bar. So that's very, very unique. And I really like, I really like that. So as the people, I remember an interview a long time ago about Gottfarte Krakow. And I remember to this day what you said, it's the people that make Krakow and the people that make a community. And it's the same for these Krakow bars and cafes. It's locals. It's, the, it's a kind of play on English, but it's the characters that give the place the character. For sure. There's a guy, I remember when I go to Pierce Lacal, there's a guy comes in, comes up on his bike and he's got all his liquor in and he sits in the corner and talks to the guys. And this is obviously his routine. I don't think I've been in there when he's not, when this has not happened. Mm -hmm. But what other places are, maybe outdoor place or? An outdoor place? Well, I love, I love Las Volsky. So the for, the Volsky forest, it's one of the, especially now, now it's, it's season time right now to start going out for walks. But even during the winter, we used to, when I used to work at the university, the Institute of European Studies used to be on Przekoszawe Castle. Great location. So it was very easy to, to just go and take a walk around around the, the facilities, around the buildings. And it's beautiful. So Las Polsky will be an outdoor place, together with Sakshuvik, I guess. When they can get official on a cup fishing, yes. I, I actually don't know exactly what's going on there. I know they were doing some, there's a, there's a project. Yes, they're renovating, they're putting in, pools are putting in a visitor centre. There's been some problems, the pools are their own debt, and it's officially closed, but of course that doesn't stop people going there. Well, now the area close to Nova, well, in Novafuta, actually, around the Museum of Aviation, very close to town, where Town Arena is as well, but that area is also very nice to, to go have a walk and have uh, just greenery. It's very interesting. It's, it has changed a lot. I don't know. We've both seen many changes in oh Magarico. Oh yeah, just just uh, just the diagonal between Plas Chapinski and Maurinek. You remember they both of uh, both of them were parking lots. Yeah, and uh, that's that's amazing. I often quote Mastoba uh, from Plas Volnitsa mm -hmm. when they put the footbridge and how it absolutely regenerated exactly. Mastoba and across the Vivian's mm -hmm. Park, which happens to be one of my favourite parts of the city. Probably one of the last questions is I will try to help make life easier for people in Krakow and especially newcomers. What would be your top tip for a newcomer to Krakow, a Krakow newbie? Choose a place and can stick to it. Even if you, you go around and, and meet other people, go to different places, but choose a place that you, especially at the beginning, choose a place that you will frequent, that will you go there frequently. Why? As simple as you'll meet the same people and those, and they will meet you. They will ask you, Questions. This is this is how my my Polish got better. I used to go to Pierce Local and I used to sit down in, in a corner, small corner, and people will come to me. And I was just starting to learn Polish, and people will start. They they saw me sitting there almost you know every second day. So people, the regulars will start coming and asking me the same question: Who are you and where are you from? 
So I got a chance to practice my Polish and repeat it not twice, not thrice, but 10 times because there were a few people asking me. After a couple of weeks, the same people was, okay, what brought you here? By that time, in two weeks, I had already acquired in classes, in classes, in Polish class, a little bit more so the vocabulary. To your story, exactly. to your Polish. So, yeah, so, so that, that got me, that helped me train, train my own Polish. And it's kind of like plug and play or just press play, right? And I repeat it. And of course, they help you because they're happy to, to listen to you speak Polish. And they help you. They help you how to, okay, no, you don't say it like this. You say it like this. Use these words. What does that mean? And you get, and you get to, inter- you have that kind of interaction. And that's really, really valuable. So frequent the place, you know, discover the city, go around, but choose a place where you, even if maybe it's, you know, the cafe in the corner where you live, frequent it. Get to know the people that go there. Find your local. Yeah. Uh, make your own micro community and start to get exactly. to know the people. Great tip. And not only in Krakow, I think everywhere. It just applies everywhere. For for me, in my past life in Krakow, I had my place, it was Cafe Dim. Oh, in fact, when I got married, one of my gifts was a photograph of the sign for Cafe Dim, saying Hold Sweet Home, because it was. But yeah, great tip. That's a unique friends, and people are always fine with the one to fog. Fine. Thank you very much indeed for being the first guest for this new podcast series. I really appreciate you taking the time. I wish you the very best with Krakow Music. May it continue to grow. Support the live music scene here in Krakow. Musicians and to keep our community entertained. Uh, Who doesn't love some great live music? So thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for coming along today, Juan. Do you have a final message for our listeners? Just enjoy the city. It's it's perfect time. Spring is almost here. Exactly. Can't wait. It's it's started already. We have a glorious day at sea today. Fine. Thank you. Likewise, thank you for the invitation, David, and and we'll be seeing each other very soon. This has been Krakow Stories with Juan Sarabia talking about Krakow music, the Krakow music scene, and sharing his Krakow story. Thank you for listening.